It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we are back. Welcome to Playground Rules with me, Herb, and my lovely co-host, <laughs> <laughs> Arik. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm all right. Uh, we still don't have a new um, cover for the show. Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours did a draft, and it's it's good, but I don't think it's... I don't it's think not, it's like... Not playground permit. rules worthy? I, I feel bad saying that, because <laughs> I know she worked hard on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We, you know, we're, we're still, I feel like, you know, we're still getting our, I, I don't know, I feel like we're getting our feet under us a little better, but we still have a long way to go. We gave ourselves three seasons to really get this podcast <laughs> in <into> shape. <laughs> so we're on track. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of being on track, I'm going to derail us off track right away. Um, okay. I am trying to figure out how, I spend some time, I spend a reasonable amount of time thinking about, you know, the, uh, digital future you know how much stuff do i really want to have and i imagine like you long ago or long ago i eliminated all of my physical uh music like Mm -hmm. i still i actually still have all the cds Uh, i know a lot of people don't they're all at my parents house um but i don't i haven't bought a new cd except where i had to in i don't know over a decade and uh i have this this collection of musical this musical collection that has kind of traveled with me from uh thing to thing but in recent, uh, in the last year or so, I've become very interested in sort of what, uh, the fact that music has kind of gone, you know, for the entire history of recorded music, every new technology was better audio quality or had some uh, massive benefit over the previous generation. But pretty much they were all better audio quality with, I think, mm, let's see, no exceptions, right? I mean, people like the sound well, of records, I do too, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, because cassettes... Do not have better sound quality than records. They're just so much more convenient and portable. I thought they did. I thought by the end they did. Um, and then they got into like some of the later. I think originally cassettes didn't, but then they got to the point where they did. Is that not true? Dolby and all that. Well, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that that's correct. Okay. Please continue. So yeah, so you got records to cassettes, and eight track kind of slips in there for a second, and you got CDs, and then you mm-hmm. get to MP3s. Mm-hmm. Now there is obviously a tremendous amount of utility value. But musically, they're not as good as uh, CDs. Yeah. And uh, now you have uh, different options you can go with. There's lossless. You can you know you can get audio files that are as good as CDs or yeah, even FLAC. potentially better. FLAC, ALAC, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and you can also listen to these streaming services where the audio quality is significantly worse than even MP3. Right. The, mm-hmm. the, the quality yeah, on Spotify and. Apple Music yeah. and Google Play and these kind of things. So what I'm curious is, uh, I want to have my music everywhere. I want to have uh, an ability to hear new music without necessarily shelling out for it. I want to uh, have high quality sound. How does it all, you know, come together? So I was just curious what you do. What's your musical setup like? Well, um, so when I'm at home. I generally still listen to music on vinyl, and I still mm-hmm. purchase and collect vinyl both for old and new music. Mm-hmm. Um, I am one of those uh, pretentious snobs that <laughs> does feel like vinyl sounds better. Me too. 
I love uh, I love just putting on like a nice like heavy album, just cranking it, and just really feeling uh, mm-hmm. those analog sound waves wash over me. Now, um, do you do that with speakers or with headphones or both? Speakers. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, as far as like uh, you know, when I'm on the go, I I do just use a streaming service. Um, it's very convenient for exploring. It's very convenient for just you know. Um, we're both like old guys, so we both have. Uh, I'm not gonna say either of us has like particularly good taste in music, but we certainly have. <laughs> we have taste. <laughs> we have a taste. We have preferences. We just are old enough that there's a lot of stuff that has built up in our uh, uh, kind of collections over the years. So it's. I think we both have wonderful taste in music, by the way. Thank you, Ark. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I'm not gonna say the same for you. But oh, damn! <laughs> we like kidding. almost all the same stuff. What I a know, jerk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. It's just not practical. Like I've I've spent so much money on music over the years. Like I'm not going to repurchase it all on uh, on you know iTunes or whatever. It's just sure we're talking about thousands of dollars, you know. Um, sure. And then uh, as far as uh, uh, you know, going through any kind of illicit means, mm. um, it's just not. It's still not practical. Mm. Um, mm, so just build, the time involved, really. Yeah, building a digital library um, that would be as sort of vast and comprehensive as as i would find like uh, acceptable that i could actually rely on that to, mm-hmm. to listen to my digital music it's just mm-hmm. it's not practical it's not something that i'm willing to put the time or the effort into so generally i just use spotify i try to i try to support the bands that i like by buying uh new vinyl uh, bands that Going i really shows. like yeah when i go to shows i always try to buy a piece of merch especially if it's a band mm-hmm. that i think has done a really good job or if it's a band that i really like um mm-hmm. I you know my wardrobe is probably about ninety percent band T-shirts. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah, um, that, 90%, I would actually I would say eighty percent band T-shirts, twenty percent Boston related sports gear. <laughs> I gotta leave a little room in there for some other stuff, but yeah, that's that's, that's pretty pretty close to accurate. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I uh, I love listening to vinyl. I love having a record collection. It's a little cumbersome, but I think it's worth it. Um. There's Nothing more exciting to me than than getting something on vinyl that's like a all time favorite album that I haven't mm-hmm. had on vinyl and and mm-hmm. putting it and listening to it for the first time. It's always a magical experience, um, unless it's a really bad you know transfer of something that was re released. Um, right. So yeah, that's that's basically my approach. It's not perfect. Um, there's not, in my opinion, there's not really like a single solution. You just kind of have to like uh uh go piecemeal and 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 do like sort of the the multi-tiered approach yeah i think that makes sense i so just to not um tell my own tale i uh i also purchase and enjoy vinyl um and uh and at home will often play uh vinyl to listen to music uh but uh i also find that uh you know i also subscribe to um at one point, I subscribed to multiple streaming services. At the moment, I think I'm just on Spotify, but um, I, I I do subscribe to a streaming service to discover new music. That's a lot of it for me, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, just to see what's out there, give things a try, and also to um, to listen uh, on the go. But I do have a large iTunes library that I built, you know, over many years mm-hmm. um, that I also kind of am trucking around with me and. Um, what I'm kind of contemplating doing, so I can listen to the iTunes stuff on the go or the Spotify stuff on the go, and in that sense, I kind of like this idea, like I kind of with movies as well as you you know, I kind of build my own streaming services in a way, like right, like sure. I have a, 
I have a, movies that matter to me, TV shows that matter to me that I want to make sure that they're always available to me. So I yeah. uh, copy them and put them on my um, the Vampire Diaries Plex. <laughs> <laughs> anything Anne rice related as well you know interview no um yeah. uh uh yeah um every season of glee you know just the, the the real essentials but um no so i think for music it's i'm kind of viewing it similarly I, I don't know i've gotten i had a coworker at my last job who was really into like the neil young music store pano and he had the pano player and he was like really intense about and he had like incredibly expensive headphones and things like that and uh, I don't know if I want to fall all the way down the rabbit hole, but I do think, you know, uh, lossless uh, files, you know, uploaded to either my Plex or, or through Apple where you then stream them lossy. You know, it's like there's some stuff I have that isn't on vinyl. There's some stuff I have that isn't on anything anymore, right? Uh-huh. Um, and I don't want to lose that, um, you know, out of out of print stuff, stuff that never made it to digital, stuff that I have on, on CD that I ripped because – that's the only way to listen to it. I don't have a CD player, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's, I think you're right, though. It's kind of like, I think we all had a dream at one point, or I know I did anyway, that there was going to be like a future where everything was unified. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, all really my music felt like it was going place. that way for a while. You know, I, I was working in music retail. I started music retail uh, longer ago than I care to admit. And uh, <laughs> up until 2010, I was the uh, assistant manager of a small independent uh, record store in Vermont. And uh, it, was, it was always interesting to see. It, it always felt like something was going to, yeah, take over. Because um, generally in these transitions, you know, you have... Uh, kind of competing uh, uh, media formats and something always sort of emerges as a leader and people kind of, you know, there's always something becomes the thing and Mm -hmm. it it feels more and more like there's not going to be a next the thing, you know, it's sort of the same way that with streaming services, you know, there's no single service that works because everything is, is, is really kind of spread out with like licensing and, and, and and things like that. I remember there was like a, uh, the store I worked for was part of this organization called the Coalition of Independent Music Stores. Mm. And uh, they started their own streaming service as sort of a competitor to iTunes uh, maybe hmm. like 10 years ago. And there was a lot of excitement, like, oh, this is it. This is how we're going to kind of get in. And uh, it, it didn't really go anywhere. I don't even, no. I don't think it's still around. It might be. But, you that's know. a hard road, you know. One, one thing that's, like, really clear is, like, people, uh, people care about ease of use more than they care about uh, quality or curation. That's mm-hmm. why Netflix is so popular, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Netflix has such a... Uh, if all you watch is Netflix, you're just not going to be able to watch a lot of the movies that or and TV shows that you really like because there's just such, like, a limited selection on there. Yeah. And yet, there's so much. So a lot of people are happy. It's just like, well, it's easy. Like, I'll just fire up Netflix, and I'll find something to watch. And it's, like, great. But like, it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and you know, I subscribe I'm... to so many damn movie services. It's ridiculous. Do you Do you have a Filmstruck subscription? I do. How do you like it? Uh, I love it. I mean, um, you would probably even get even more value out of it because I own obviously a large portion of those movies. Condescending. But, um... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but there's so much stuff on there that's. I mean, I tend to go there if I'm if I'm in the, that kind of. I, t- I tend to go there if I want to watch a Criterion ty- st- style movie, but isn't on discs, so I'm not going to write about it, uh-huh. right? Because that's like freedom for me. But sure, um, yeah. I've seen so much good stuff on there, like especially short films and documentaries. And H- stuff how much like is that. it a month? Uh, there's two price tiers, 
So they have a so Filmstruck is actually a partnership between Criterion and TCM. So there's a non-Criterion version where you get some rotating Criterion, which would probably be enough for most people, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other stuff, and that's seven dollars a month. Well, that's not bad. Not bad at all. And then for eleven dollars a month, you can have all all the time access to the Criterion collection. But what they do with the seven dollars a month one is that the Criterion sort of programs or Filmstruck sort of programs uh, rotating like. A Criterion movie or 10 or however many will be available for a month as part of the $7 plan. And then after that month, it's only available in the Criterion section until it kind of rotates around again. Hmm. So if you're not watching, you know, if you're not really trying to like, if you want more of that experience of, okay, well, what is there to watch right now? And I'll, I'll kind of choose between that kind of stuff. It's a really good deal. I mean, I think $7, I, I mean, I sound like a film struck salesperson, but I really do uh, uh, love the service. Um, I think, you know, you can kind of create this weird Venn diagram thing of what you want out of, like, Apple, you know, um, or should I say uh, Amazon Prime and uh, Netflix and um, Filmstruck and Hulu Mm -hmm. and and, and HBO Now. You know, you got to, like, everyone thought, like, oh, cable, it's so expensive, and why do I I don't care about this channel? But it's, like, that's super subsidized. And the the future where we have to pay for each of these services separately is so much more expensive. Yeah, and, and so it's much more annoying. It's really overwhelming because it's like yeah. you know where where can I find this movie? And there are websites that that are supposed to kind of like amalgate that information, so you can just yeah. go to them and just type in like like what where can I stream RoboCop? You know, and right and where they, is it available the, right now? Yeah, they're all really janky, you know. Oh yeah, just and watch then, is probably the best one, but it's still pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Two quick questions to follow up on this. Sure. What is the best movie that you saw in 2017 as we approach the end of the year? Ooh, 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 ooh. that is a that is a really really hard question. But let me at least try to answer it. The are we talking about a movie that was released in 2017 or just anything I saw in 2017? Just the most fun you had watching a movie in 2017. Ah, most fun. Okay, that is different than sort of best. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I, I think best is always really hard. Yeah, uh, I think it's better to think about your enjoyment for sure. Um, oh man, uh, there's a, a quite a few. I'm just gonna pick sort of the first one that I'm just looking through a list of movies that I watched. And I'm just trying to see what's the first one that comes to mind. You know what I really enjoyed was this um, Brian De Palma film with uh, John Travolta called Blowout. Have you seen that one? Oh no, I, I heard that was really good. Um, that, that was really that kind of Criterion release recently, right? It it got a Criterion release. It wasn't that recent, but yeah, it did get a Criterion release. But that movie is really good um and definitely was a was a surprise to me this year you know that that one was super fun and it's probably a little more accessible to more people than than some of the other criterion stuff it's just great it it, i loved it so yeah cool yeah i also saw dr strangelove for the first time this year yeah you said you thought it was good but kind of in the you maybe saw it a couple years too late it would have been more amusing it would have been more amusing but it was less it was more relevant yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a classic, but also, man, it's like one of those things where it's just so, you know, I saw this Mexican film this year that I also really, really loved. Um, it's like a true story about this um, massacre of some studi- of some university employees that happened in this small town in Mexico in the 70s. And it happened mm-hmm. like right a couple weeks before a student massacre. And the movie is absolutely a political comment on that, but mm-hmm. somehow slipped through the censors and stuff. And it is a phenomenal film. It's one of the best sort of thriller, horror. What's it, what's it called? It's called Kanoa. Kanoa. Um, it's ridiculously good, and I think you would you would dig it. But anyway, um, it is way too prescient, you know, for right now. It's intense. It's I'm like, gonna uh, 
Oh, sorry, please, end. please continue. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm going to cop out. I think the best uh, movie-length thing that I saw this year was the uh, Nathan for You finale, Finding Francis. <laughs> it's seriously, it's like the most incredible episode of television that I ever have seen. I so watch that show. Poignant. So uh, uh, it's like mind-blowingly funny and just goes to all these incredible places and ultimately settles on this like really uh, uh, kind of deep meaningful cathartic conclusion it's just uh it's just remarkable i've watched it like three times and it just uh it just blows me away every single time i absolutely loved it well i will have to check that out i've never seen that show so Man, i'm putting it on my list. missing out it's uh, uh, it well you know you can't watch everything all the time i like that show so much it makes me like not like other tv because i'm just like wow this is like it's just so much better yeah it's just like everything else is like just feels like just so uh, it's just like uh, everything else is a class below it as far as I'm concerned I just find it so amusing and, and, right. and brilliant um, but it's not for everyone a lot of people I know can't watch it because it makes them really squeamish you know uh, yeah it's part of the John Benjamin orbit of things and I like him a lot so that's that, sure. that, that, that's good what was the other question you wanted to ask do you remember what is either the best album or live show oh. that you experienced in 2017 oh did we go to that uh, was um, was the Pet Shop Boys this year Pet Shop Boys was either early, early this year or late last year. I'll, I'll allow was, it. That was awesome. That was so tremendous. Yeah, that was ridiculously great and uh, involves you. Uh, I remember you were like, "Oh, let's let's watch from the back. I don't need to see a bunch of old dudes <laughs> playing their songs. It's not like they've got great straight stage presence." You were unfamiliar with their reputation for extremely elaborate uh, theatrical performances, and I was. That show was That's elaborate and theatrical. <laughs> oh yeah, very yeah, entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as for albums, um, trying to make sure that it came out in. Well, I mean, I learned about it this past year. I don't know if it came out this year, but uh, there's a band called Bears Den. Uh-huh. Uh, have you heard of them? No, I'm not familiar. Uh, I don't know if it's really for you, but I I really um, enjoyed their album. It's called uh, Red Earth and Pouring. Ah, it came out in 2016. Red Is Earth and wimpy? Pouring Rain. Is it what? Is it wimpy? It's a little wimpy. Yeah, it's not for me. Uh, which is why I said it's not for you. Um, <laughs> You know, I really enjoyed it, uh, but I, uh, you know, I'm actually just trying to, I kind of do this thing typically where, I mean, I'm kind of listening to music all year long, but I'm not like a big new music guy. Um, What I tend to do is at the end of the year, I'll kind of go back and look at a lot of the stuff that came out. So, for example, I just listened to the new Bjork album uh, today. Mm -hmm. I just listened to the new Ryuichi Sakamoto album today. Well, the Bjork album's only a few weeks old, right? That one's very, very new. I think the Ryuichi album is a little older do you know that guy i love him yeah i i've not kept up with him in years though i yeah i haven't that's the thing i haven't listened to an album of his a new album in so long um but i'll go you know there are people i i think have good taste or whatever and i'll read what they said and check it out um the new uh sufjan stevens album was that this year that was really good Mm -hmm. um you know i don't know there's been stuff but yeah i'm not a big i i tend to get to things whenever i get to them yeah uh, and I don't really care. I know, and, and, and that's just a different perspective. Some people want to see the movie right when it comes out. Some people want to hear the new record. Um, I'm just kind of on my own random path through media, and I through don't know. Life. <laughs> I, I get to stuff when I get to stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of in contrast to like sports. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, well, Where, sports. Which, it's like you really have to stay on top of it. Yeah, which is kind of a nice, a, a natural segue to the fact that I actually watched some NBA last night. It was well, so. Hang great. on a second. I should be allowed to answer this question as well. Oh, sorry. Excuse well, me. Go right ahead. I actually ahead. have a great segue. I didn't post a link to this story, but since we're talking about it, I uh, 
I want to actually briefly mention something basketball-related. That's a great segue from this. So, Arik, I'm going to just completely uh, disrupt the momentum of your transition. <laughs> well, you already did. <laughs> First of all, I want to say uh, my favorite album that I heard this year is actually something that was recorded 10 years ago. Um, are, are you familiar with The Wedding Present? I am. They're a, a, a band that I, I really adore. And uh, their first album kind of stands in contrast to their, their later albums. It has a pretty dated production. It's uh, 30 years old. Um, and 10 years ago, they were making an album with a, a famous uh, record producer, Steve Albini. Mm. Recorded the album In Utero by Nirvana. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> he's also done a lot. the band Shellac and various other things. Yeah, Shellac and Big Black. And he's produced a lot of great, great albums. A couple of Pixies things. Uh, he's worked He's worked with so many so many great bands and, and produced a lot of great records. And is, is famous for, you know, get, getting a great sound. And uh, this band, uh, The Wedding Present, they were recording a new album 10 years ago with Steve Albini. And uh, they said, you know, <clears throat> we're on tour right now for the 20th anniversary of our first album. And we've never really been a fan of the way it sounds recorded. Do you mind if we just play through the set and have you record it? And uh, apparently he reluctantly agreed to do it. And now, 10 years later, they released it. And man, it is a revelation. I just so is that it. is that Live 2007 that you're talking about? No, that the, no. That's it's called not... George Best Plus. It's not, it's not, it's not really a live album, because that's how he records his albums anyway. They just basically oh, okay. recorded it live in the studio. Oh, um, oh so is it George Best Plus or George Best 30? George Best 30. George Best okay. 30. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, so I want to hear it. Oh, dude. Just like, yeah, fire it up and you're welcome. Enjoy it. Yeah. I was actually, I, I was at a friend's house and we were cooking dinner together. And, um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Weird Al, Al, Al Yankovic. I, I am aware of that. Yeah. And I put on, like, so the wedding present, they're kind of like, uh, imagine like a heavier, slightly less annoying Smiths. That's kind of like what the wedding present are. Mm. Um, and I put on this record when we were like cooking a meal together, and my friend's like, "Oh, I don't want to listen to Weird Al Yankovic." Like, How do you think this is Weird Al Yankovic? Remind me, by the way, someday I'll show you the photo of my uncle in the fat suit. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just love that record. Highly, highly recommend it. Uh, also, the best show I saw in 2017 is really tough because I saw a lot of really good shows. But mm. I'm, I'm going to go with recency bias and just say, uh, on uh, this past Friday, I saw the Jesus Lizard. Oh, Jesus Lizard, which I was supposed to be at, but. That did not work. You out. missed out because apparently they're not going to play live anymore. They announced at the end of this tour that they were not going to perform ever again. Well, great. It was just man. It was like a, a just like a just taking a nice long bubble bath. It was just uh, <laughs> it was great. That's they're awesome. all they're all super old, but they just still completely have it. It's it, it was like kind of staggering how how good they sounded. You know. Um, I, yeah, I, I guess I didn't go to that many shows this year because I was gone for like most of the year. That's, that's occurring that's to fair. me now. <laughs> I was like, why didn't I? Why am I not remembering any shows? And everything is before has to be before uh, like May. You know, that's so yeah. long ago I don't even remember it existing. So because we went and saw, I was remembering we you know we went and saw uh, New Order. Yeah, that was a fun show. Also a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So what was your transition? What's your amazing basketball transition here? So uh, there was <clears throat> a Celtics game a few years ago. Uh, or a few years ago, a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, they, if you're watching on League Pass uh, in the stream, they'll often just show, like, what's playing on the uh, Jumbotron. Um, yeah, it's great. During commercial breaks, which is pretty fun. And, and they it was a home game for the Celtics, so it was all the, the Celtics Jumbotron stuff. And they had this segment where they were interviewing Celtics players and asking them what their favorite bands were in high school. 
And uh, okay, some of them were like, "Are are you still there? You sound a little quiet right now." I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Uh, some of them were like, you know, totally like stuff that you would expect. Like Jalen Brown said he really liked Outcast when he was in high school. Uh, <laughs> Aaron Baines <laughs> and Gordon Hayward both said Eminem was their favorite in high school. That's amazing. But the best was uh, Kyrie was like, oh, I, I didn't really have a favorite band in high school, but I really loved musicals, and my favorite musical was Rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's adorable. I love that guy. Yeah, he's good. He's good times. Yeah, he's great. Um, So what were you going to say? You've been watching basketball lately. I watched some basketball last night. It was great. I watched the... Um, I watched the Blazers-Spurs game, which was oh, definitely a kick in the face at the end. What was the result uh, of that one? The Spurs won uh, at the at, basically at the buzzer. I mean, the the, the um, there was like uh, maybe 15 seconds left to score, and the Blazers first um, had it swatted out of bounds, and then uh, the Evan Turner experience, uh, which we'll be talking about <laughs> a little bit later, did not achieve anything. He dribbled a bunch and then lost the ball himself out of bounds. And then, um, well, I guess it he was used to drive me crazy. Like I, I, by the end of his Celtics tenure, I, I was in love with him, and I was really bummed when he left. But it, it took mm. a while to get there. We used to call him Evan Turnover. Yeah, it was not great. I like him. He, you know, he's he's like uh, it's like Jeff Green back in the day, right? He's very, he's very polarizing. Uh, yeah. And then, well, the thing with Jeff Green is Jeff Green is so inconsistent. Yes. Um, and I'm so, not sometimes saying that, he's a world beater. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying Evan Turner isn't inconsistent but uh it's more that he just has this like really odd skill set and when teams find a way to utilize that he looks incredible but otherwise when they when you try to put him in conventional nba roles uh he just seems like a really mediocre player you know that's what you had when he went to indiana they just didn't know how to use him and 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 it was a really bad season for him and that's why the celtics got him for you know pennies on the dollar and then by yeah. the end of the Celtics tenure, he looked incredible because they figured out, well, this guy really needs the ball in his hand, and uh, he's great at facilitating offense, and, and when he's more active on offense, he really commits on defense, and he was a really, really a versatile defender for us um, as well. And then he got a $70 million contract from Portland who didn't really need a, a ball handler, and now he's kind of back in that, like, you know, the Evan Turner wilderness, and it's a bummer because he's a he is so entertaining, and I I love uh, I love him. I I think he is. Uh, this is not hyperbole. I really think he's the funniest guy in the NBA. He has such a great sense of humor. He's hilarious. Mm. So it's been yeah, it's been up and down, but he 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 missed it, and then uh, McCollum heave at the buzzer didn't go in. So yeah, the uh, the the Spurs won ninety three ninety one, and then and I was texting you during this. I watched. Uh, most of the second half of um, of Clippers Suns, and mm-hmm. I, I I literally stopped watching when the minutes restriction for um, Tia Tosic kicked in. But I just I want to talk publicly about my man plus twenty nine. The wow. the the yeah, Milos Teodosic is so awesome. Like I am so listen. I mean, I'm getting this from like twenty minutes of you know it's the first time I've gotten to see him because he was injured and blah blah yeah. blah. But oh my god, I love this guy. Like this passing is insane and then he looks like a guy who literally would be like smoking cigarettes on the bench <laughs> like like he's just got that he's got that like i you know that vlade divots like that old you know european yeah seven o'clock yeah. shadow <laughs> and, you know <laughs> and he's just like 
floppy looking, and he just he's thirty. Thirty. He's thirty years old and uh, six foot five, and I mean, I I swear to God, Herb, I, he, he I have, I don't remember the last time I saw someone do this. He was literally they just you know the the, the um the sun scored or whatever. He's holding the ball on the baseline out of bounds, you know, just like to pass it in, and instead does a full court pass to uh, I think Lou Williams or somebody at the other end for a layup. I mean, that is first of all not easy. And second of all, how often do you? I mean, and every pass was like that. It was just like whip ahead outlets and 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 slide through. I mean, he was he was doing those passes where his teammates were missing them just because they were not expecting them to be there, right? Like those uh, uh, side passes through traffic, or like you know, like like Ricky Rubio or 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 um, Ben Simmons or whoever who those people who have the the uh, Lonzo Ball, those people who have the, the kind the, of second sight on the court. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he is just everything. He was. Um, he's definitely everything he was uh, advertised to be uh, passing-wise and at the same time is so goofy-looking, and I'm, I just, I'm a fan. I'm in. I'm in on the Teodosic experience. That's great because uh, they could use something to, uh, to hold on to there. And, yeah. And clip they won big. They won, they won. Well, I guess in the end they only won by 13, but they were up by like 20 oh, or 30 most the of the game. I'm so impressed. <laughs> well, yeah. They're 12 and 18, so it's nice that they have something, but... Man, that guy! I'm so happy he's coming to my life. Plus twenty nine, by the way. That is, that is no joke. Tyson That's Chandler, pretty impressive. Twenty five. Tyson Chandler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I know plus minus is a little bit of a dinky stat in basketball, but but I think when you're outlying at that level. It's not bad. Your team wins by thirteen, and you're plus twenty nine. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, and in twenty seven minutes of play. I mean, really, not bad. Uh, well, yeah. great. I will have to watch some Clippers because. Uh, there's really no uh, other like, reason to do so. I like goofy, great passers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a he is a delight. Yeah, and they're, they're, I mean, there isn't much else going on for them. But yeah, it's just nice to be uh, to be back watching actual games. I mean, I like following along with all the stories, and we're going to talk about a couple right now. But you know, we love this for the sport, right? So yeah, of course. Yeah, are you are you planning on watching any of the uh, Christmas games? Uh, very likely, yes. I, I um, my uh, my fiance celebrates Christmas, but she's from Germany, and so she does it the night before. Mm-hmm. So that day she doesn't care about anything. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we're actually doing the same thing this year because my brother and my sister-in-law are kind of trying to do it all. So they're uh, they're not going to be around on the 25th. So we're just going to celebrate uh, Christmas on the 24th, hmm. and that means uh, mm-hmm. Christmas Day is pretty much wide open, and I'll be uh, in mass. And my parents have a uh, big giant TV, so uh, I usually watch either on a laptop or on a you know. On a crappy uh, Vizio, so I'm I'm excited. I've been, I've been to your house, <laughs> but the listeners have mostly probably actually have as well. Yeah, probably a good <laughs> a good chunk of them. One thing I want to say though, before we get into the stories, yeah. it's kind of like a disappointing Christmas slate. Like, you think you so? At, yeah, I mean, I we get the, like, we get we get Ben Simmons in the morning. Yeah, against the Knicks, great. Cavs, Cavs, Warriors. Most people are excited about. You're, I'm undoubtedly not. I mean, that's probably uh, the marquee game. But even that, it's like your Celtics versus the Wizards, and of course, yeah. I'm looking forward to that because it's the Celtics. But I feel Rockets like the, Thunder definitely looked like a better game before the season. Yeah, I think that's true of all these games. Lakers, Wolves is the last game. I mean, yeah. if this was a regular night of basketball, I, I don't know. I feel like every year. On Christmas, there's one game that's like, oh man, you know, these two titans are going at it. And I don't, mm. what, what do you think of those five games as the most like evenly matched game? Oh, that, I mean, I guess you would, whew, 
Uh, I guess you... Hmm. Even the mash is an interesting one. Health is obviously a factor here. Like yeah, because rockets are not full strength. And now there are the warriors. Um, although they, they, may, the warriors. they might be Christmas. Warriors, Cavs... No, I think uh, I think it's already announced that Steph's sitting out. Okay. Uh, warriors, Cavs is probably fairly evenly matched. Uh, Timberwolves, Lakers might be, sadly, a little too evenly matched. Um, but I don't know. Celts, Wizards? Yeah, if Wall plays, it might be Celts, Wizards. Um, by the way, you're our ample tickets for that game still available at very reasonable prices so if you were really wanting to get into it you could actually go to the game couldn't you um it's it's possible the thing is you know i i i don't have a license and i don't want to take a train into boston on christmas day so i'd have you don't have a driver's license no why do i need a driver's license have you ever had a driver's license yeah i have okay you just don't have one right now i don't have one right now okay does martin uh he does not Wow. Martin does whatever I do. I'm just kidding, Martin. I know. <laughs> Wait, so who could you get one of your other brothers to take you? Well, that's the thing. It's like I just don't think that they'd really be that into it. Hmm. Also, I'm hmm. only home for a few days, and, and you want to spend uh, the time with, your, with, the, yeah. with the folks. I was originally planning on going uh, on Saturday. They're playing the Bulls at hmm. uh, in at home, and I was uh, I was going to go see that with my brother. Um, We'd spend a night. He lives closer to Boston, and we'd spend a night at his place and go see the game. We did that last year and had a blast. But because our other brother and my sister-in-law are, are going to be there for such a short amount of time, it seems like kind of like a not a great thing to do. You know, it seems a little antisocial. As, as much as I love uh, going to live basketball games, and I'm just you know just foaming at the mouth. I cannot wait to see uh, Kyrie as a Celtic live. I saw him once as a Cavalier live, and uh, he was very very entertaining. Um, For the listeners out there, just know that we would go to lots of basketball games, and probably many together, if it, we didn't live in the single most expensive basketball city in the world, I think. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like, the the tickets right now for the Celtics-Warriors game, which I think is in a couple months, it's like, you know, it's like, I think $200 for the cheapest ticket right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're paying, literally, you're paying 150 to $200 for, like, the toppest, top, top, top row on a tuesday night you know against the kings yeah i mean you're not yeah. you're not there's no there's no reasonable every ticket for the entire season is already sold and only available on the secondary market and they are all expensive yeah so what, I, just, what i did last not... year is i uh just waited till the day of the game and then the, they kind of start to drop so mm, that's a smart move yeah if you're willing to gamble um on that that's that can be a way to see a game i might try to do that for uh Cavs or uh, sorry celtics warriors this year well you let me know buddy because i'm in whenever well, the other I was talking to my buddy Nick, who's from Boston, uh, yesterday, and we were talking about maybe just trying to go when they play the Kings. It's an afternoon game, so maybe mm. shooting over um, when watching uh, the Kings Celtics on a Sunday. It's like what, like a two-hour drive to Sacramento? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you can even take this, just take the train. Yeah, take the train. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, oh, yeah. well, hopefully, I see them this year, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be in Mass. Uh, or in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so should we? we we're running low on time we got a little we're a little up against the clock this week folks but um we do have a couple stories we wanted to talk about so should we should we jump in real quick why not so there's uh two two kind of amusing stories just a little light stuff for the holidays you know uh first of all charlie villanueva <laughs> who has not played since 2016 um uh yeah but uh still lives in dallas where his uh, last nba gig was uh, had someone break into his house, and all they did was steal a toilet. Yeah. Not sure I get the message that they're going for there. It's like, uh, well, first of all, he must have a really nice toilet, right? I I mean, I are there, are there really, like, some 
intense levels of quality. I mean, did he have a toilet that like had like was it one of those Japanese ones where the seat is heated? <laughs> I bet it was like, nice, right? I mean, he lives in I, Dallas, so he doesn't really need a heated seat. It doesn't get too cold in Dallas, right? You know, I think they stole all of his appliances. I'm kind of following up on this now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he probably did have some some nice... Oh, man. SB Nation, if you stole Charlie Villanueva's toilet, please give it back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're there. You're at his house. You're stealing whatever. You know what I mean? And, I mean, other stuff got stolen. But why steal the man's toilet? It That's seems... not an easy thing to make off with. you got to have wrenches. Like, what do you do? Sell it? Or is yeah, it what like... Do you, you keep it? Is that just your, like, trophy? Maybe that's it. Maybe... Oh, you know what? Wasn't it in Home Alone, they had, like, that... The one guy wanted to have, like, the... they want, He wanted the nickname, so he the had all the... The bandits, yeah. So yeah, and like... so they... And that's why they eventually get caught for all the things, because they're yeah. dummies. Sorry to spoil that film, people, but it's been, like, 20 years. I think it's... Maybe it's more, more than, than 20 years, my friend. It's 1990. Holy yeah. moly. All right. Yeah. Well, you had enough time. So, um... Yeah. Stealing the toilet. That's cold. You know, I watched uh, Home Alone for the first time uh, in, like, since it came out, uh, mm. maybe a little earlier this year. And uh, the thing that really stuck out watching it, it's a, you know, it's fine. It's an entertaining How family, creepy right? the old dude is? Well, no, that, that I remember. But, like, when I watched it, I was pretty close to Macaulay Culkin's age, and he didn't strike me as being super young because we were kind mm. of the same age. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. watching it now, it's like, he is so young. He's, like barely sentient you know he's like a baby yeah yeah he's real real young i haven't watched that movie in quite a long time either i i don't know that i oh man he is really young in this movie i don't know why i watched it i really don't (laughs) i think i might have been on a john hughes kick at the time and i was just like oh yeah he wrote this yeah 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 uh Uh, it's i mean it's a it's a fun film yeah, the sequels are very diminishing in their returns, but the sequel I've only uh, the first sequel, the only one with Macaulay Culkin, I've only seen right. once. But I'll have to watch it, it again. I don't want to watch that one again anytime soon. Um, if you had your toilet stolen, yes, sir. And let's say you had to really go number two, what would you do? Shower for number two? I think you'd have to. You could wash it wash it away easily. It's easy to clean. Uh, for me, that's like. Backyard? <laughs> Bury it in the backyard. Is that your... Wait, so for you... you well, where you I live, never, I live you, near you somewhere can never like get bars clean and again? restaurants. I would probably just go somewhere in my neighborhood. Oh, sure. Okay, if we're yeah. talking about outside the house, everything changes. But wait, why? What, what's the problem with the shower? You think it's it's just permanently unclean after that? That's pretty gross. I mean, if it was number one, sure. Yeah, no yeah. No problem. Sure, we're not even talking number about Number two in the shower? Hmm. Well, it's not ideal, but you're saying, you know, in an emergency. I have... I will be embarrassingly honest with the folks uh at home oh I boy w- hang on a second let me sit down here okay please go <laughs> ahead i'm excited i once I, I once had to do number two against a tree in a park dur- during a new year's eve celebration that is so gross well, while on a date <laughs> did the date know what you were doing no date had no idea yikes yeah date went well actually <laughs> yeah, congratulations and that date's name was your fiance. No, um, no, this was a long, long time ago. But yeah, uh, not ideal. That would be the worst. Because you know, sometimes, like, it's like really coming on. You know, imagine getting home. You maybe yeah. just had a meal. Maybe you're like cutting a little close. You go home. You open the door, and the toilet's and gone. gone. Your toilet's just gone. I think at that point you panic. Yeah, I think whatever you do at that point, you you can't be judged because you're you're not you're not thinking clearly. We're not judging you, Charlie. 
Hey, no, Charlie, we're definitely if you're not listening judging. to this. Please, uh, please email us and let us know what happened. <laughs> Charlie Villanueva, hero in some senses due to his uh, outreach for alopecia. I knew a guy once who uh, lived with a roommate that he really didn't like that made him very uncomfortable, and he okay. Uh, this is going in a number two direction, I assume. Uh, it was more number ones, but any t- he, okay. he he would avoid using the bathroom and just have this like <laughs> collection of bottles. <laughs> oh God! Oh. Rather than leave his room and, and, Ooh, and that is that is that's. I mean, I've lived in some places where I had to shower with flip flops on. Sure, yeah, but oh man, hey, you know bottles. We all do crazy things in our twenties. That is for sure true. Or should I say, we all did because you and I no longer in our twenties. <laughs> No, no. Not even really that close. No. What did you, uh, uh, just since we're talking about him, what did you think of about Charlie when he was a player? Uh, you know, I mean, he was fine. He was a role guy. Yeah. He had some good moments, I think. Yeah. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't setting the world on fire. But I, like I said, I was really always, he, he was a, you know, he did some amazing community outreach stuff, especially for people like Don't. himself with alopecia. Yeah. Don't look it up. What was the first team that he played for? Bucks? No, that was the second team. Ooh. Celtics? No, I don't know. Toronto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had forgotten about that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I think of him mostly as being with the Bucks and with the Pistons. Yeah. I I, I mostly think of the Pistons, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, he he was part of that weird kind of like post-championship era. Yeah. When they were still kind of good for a little while and then slowly... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Charlie Bonilla, uh, yeah. doing uh doing number twos in his yard and burying it. What a well, you know whose yard he's not doing a number two in. Yeah. <laughs> Great transition. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ark? <laughs> My man Evan Turner, <laughs> whose whose backyard swimming pool had a truck, a semi truck, driven into it. Wow. Yeah. Now, first of all. That- the photo's intense. The guy is okay. Because the guy's fine. Photo, it looks like, jeez. Guy's fine. Everybody's fine. But oh my goodness. I mean. It, is his like house right off the highway or something? Like. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm assuming he lives. He bought the house right after he moved to Portland. It looks like it's in Southwest. Uh, hmm. Southwest Upper Hall. I can, I can find this out, folks. This riveting, riveting radio. Uh, I mean, there's... I don't think it's right off the highway, but Portland's kind of a weirdly ah, uh, yeah, it is pretty near the highway. It's really near seventy four. There's not a lot to say about this story other than just look just at the like, picture. Wow, it's so <laughs> that's just crazy. Yeah, like I don't. Uh... They don't know if he was home. I don't know. Maybe since this was first reported, they said about it. I only read the initial. I believe report. he was not home, is my understanding, but um, I could be wrong. Yeah, it's right near the the zoo. And the and the Japanese Garden in Portland. That's crazy. It's not. I mean, it is near a highway. Some highways kind of cut through Portland, uh-huh. but it's not on the. I mean, you know, it's a nice house. I mean, it's a fancy ass house. Like it, it must be like a three and a half it's a million, three million dollar house. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, that's crazy. Uh, and I'm just glad everyone's fine because now it's a funny story instead of a tragedy. But it's uh, not a tragedy. Thank God the guy is okay. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, these a lot of these truck drivers. You know, they they. Oh, they're in a horrible situation. Yeah, they they have to you know they have to drive for way too long on little yep. sleep to make their yep. uh, deadlines, and it's just not right. No, it's not. Only right. And we had people 
in power that cared about the working man. Oh, sorry, my soapbox. <laughs> well, the real problem there, Herb, is that the future for the trucking industry is that they'll all be self-driving trucks. I mean, that's going to happen long before we replace everything with self-driving cars or whatever. Self-driving trucks are coming much, much sooner. That's and true, uh, yeah. those people are pretty screwed because that, that job is just – it shouldn't be done by people, but what are they going to do instead? Anyway. You know our very, very good friend uh, from Minnesota. His dad was a truck driver. I, think I did not know that. I was not aware. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have any truck drivers in my, in my family, um, which is a shame because truck stops are fun to hang out at. <laughs> okay. Just going to leave that one there. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, everybody. So, well, uh, uh, are we recording next week or no? Yeah, so I'll be back on Wednesday. So maybe oh, okay. we can record on like Thursday or something like that. So we'll do one last uh, 2017. One uh, last, should we do um, like a 2017 basketball wrap-up kind of deal? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe there'll be some crazy story that comes out between now and then. You know how um, we do here at Playground Rules. We might just blather about things totally unrelated. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, are you uh, doing any traveling in this coming week, or are you just going to be around? I think I'm just going to be around. Good so, for you, man. Good for you. And do you yeah. get any time off because of the holiday? My time off from my non-job? Oh, right, yeah. Hey, what am I getting time off from? <laughs> I'm just being completely facetious because I know. Yeah, that uh, I do off. get time off though. Um, I, I'm getting some time off because I thought I was going to be babysitting a two-year-old for three days, uh, but I'm not. So, well, that's congratulations. Hey, you know, I mean, she's adorable, and we will do it another time. But it will be nice to just have some some time. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no plans. Uh, just gonna, you know, watch a lot of basketball and. Uh, Try to figure out what to do with all these media, these music files, you know. Well, I hope you figure it out, my friend. I really do. Well, when I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> um, yeah, in the <laughs> meantime, I, I hope you have. I know uh, you're not uh, a Christmas not a follower celebrator. Of Christmas. No, I'm not. But uh, I, I hope the day is pleasant just as a day, as well as the, uh, you know, the day surrounding it. I hope you just have a great week. Thank you. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously I'm going to my, I'm going, I will be celebrating Christmas with my uh, German uh, fiance and her family, so it should be nice. Well, good. I hope I hope they all have a great Christmas. Do you, since <laughs> since even though you don't celebrate because you're celebrating with them, do you get them presents? Do you do anything like that? Uh, yeah, usually, yeah. Yes. Well, that's really cool, man. Um, but, well, yeah. this year this year I gave presents for Hanukkah to Darian. She gave me Christmas presents, so that's weird. Oh, that's cool. That's like how yeah. sometimes when I talk with my parents, they speak to me in Dutch and I'll reply in English. Yeah, exactly. You give the Hanukkah, or you give the Christmas, she use the Hanukkah, I like that. Or vice versa. Vice what versa. Whatever. Whatever I said. Rewind. Well, jeez. I mean, this is actually about like 45 minutes, and it feels like it just flew by because we're doing long podcasts. But you know what? That'll make it easier for me to edit, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. And well, nobody swore. Nobody swore. We're on a one, you know, if we had one of those boards in our office, it'd be like zero <laughs> days since the last. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. We hope you're yeah. uh, safe and fun. Safe. Um, safe. And uh, we will see you one more time before uh, before 2017 uh, wraps we sh- up. We sure will. All right. Bye.